Hi, everyone, and welcome to Metaphysical. UFOs, phantom orb lights, ghost trucks, urban legends, and homicidal spirits. No, it's not just a bunch of stories, but a trifecta of paranormal phenomena in the Bridgewater Triangle. In part three of this four-part series, remote viewer John Vivanco and I, investigative researcher Rob Counts, are going to bring you the stories of ghostly encounters and strange sightings in a show that's out of this world. Yes, it is out of this world. And if you're listening to us uh, on a podcast or watching us on a video platform, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. This will help us reach more and more people. All right. John, how are you? Good. good. <laughs> UFOs. I'm good. I like you, UFOs. You, we, were, we were born to talk about UFOs, orb lights, strange phenomena. I mean, we're going to get Orb lights. Yeah. How many orbs have I actually seen in my life yeah a ton, really ton, ton 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 yeah really is it yeah in your area like uh, of the united states or like, yeah where have you i seen mean it's, i think i think no i mean i've seen them outside of the area that i currently live but i do see them i'd say per capita more here where i live now than anywhere else okay let me ask you can i ask you a couple questions about this so yeah. are there are there certain is there a certain recipe of things that need to be in place for you to see an orb or is it like do you see them more in forest do you see them more in the mountain like where can you tell me a little bit about that if you watch some of these videos that we're doing here i've had people email me saying hey in video such and such and such and such you've got it you had an orb that flew right across the screen and there's no bugs in my house and plus we're in the dead of winter uh, well, not in the dead of winter. That was now. that was my dandruff, John. It just flew over dandruff. your screen. But no, this okay. So one time in my house, for instance, I I set up a trap cam, um, an IR trap cam, just to kind of just see what's going on at night, right? And I I woke up and I walked out towards the trap cam, looked into the trap cam, and I had all these orbs that were following me, like these little balls, I but like just flying, right? around me and into the cam that sits in my house and then i'll see them i'll see these orbs as uh pinpricks of light yes. like i'll see them as pinpricks of light like visually with my eyes most of the time i won't see those and then i will also see uh around me my house these flashes of blue blue light that are actually quite big big blue lights now, outside of it, like when I get into the forests and stuff, especially in energized zones, there are plenty of orbs out in those areas. Um, but but I think there might be a misunderstanding about what orbs are for a lot of people. They can be um, at base level, like with remote viewing, we've seen that they're uh, a plasma type energy that's earth based, but consciousness can utilize them. So So it's a huge mix of things. Orbs aren't just one thing. Hmm. different beings different realms can utilize that energy that plasma type energy to put their consciousness into it and manipulate it and move it around or do whatever they want with this um, is you really find like bigfoot reports with orbs too yeah, yeah i've heard that Lit Lindsay's pulled up an image of a person standing what looks like in a in a field it's dark out and there are orbs all around this individual um now do you think that, I mean, most of the encounters in the Bridgewater Triangle seem to have seen these orbs or phantom lights in or around the free, 
the Freetown State Forest. Is it more common to see orbs in a forest, do you think? Well, where you have earth energy, yeah. Where you have the immense amount of earth energies. A lot of reports of those in like haunted forests, so to speak. You'll see the orbs. Um, and Or just ener energetic zones. It doesn't mean that there's like a consciousness in them. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, oh, well, here, listen to this. So one time I was sitting on my couch and I was just, you know, scrolling through my phone and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this, this light moving around, just like moving around little, little light orb. I look at, I look at it and I see it moving around straight on. Then it disappeared about a couple minutes later. I got a text from my friend that one of our friends just died. So, yeah. So what that was, was that friend showing up to me, right? As, you know, we see it as an orb, but it's just, it's, it's like a condensed form of energy, a consciousness um, that is using some energetic construct in the 3D physical reality to move around. So, yeah, I mean, like fascinating things outside of our reality can present themselves no matter how big they are, no matter how small they are, no matter what they look like as a little ball of light, their consciousness, that's, that's what it can do. And sometimes people will see orbs morph into larger things. I've seen that happen before too. So now you're kind of bringing up that a lot of people think that the, the orbs themselves all are a specific type of thing, but kind of what you brought up, which I think is really interesting is that it's sort of like you can imagine it's almost like a vessel and, and the vessel is sort of a neutral thing, but it could be filled with something. <laughs> oh, no, not that. That's <laughs> what you, you just said that in one of the other episodes, the Chinese uh, uh, friend from uh, China or. Oh, it's like a bag. It's yeah, like pe a bag. People means bag and it's what, whatever. Yeah. Similar. People but... mean bat means bag or means bag. But no, but I mean, what I think is interesting about that is most people think the orbs are a specific thing or it is a They're haunted not. thing, but you're uh, saying yeah. that it's, it's more like it's, it's a neutral thing. It's energy, but it could be that some other consciousness does fill it and, and, right. and take advantage of it. Right. I've seen in the forest before with night vision, <clears throat> these like, like rivers, rivers of orbs flowing and moving as though like i mean gazillions of them rivers of them with night vision goggles uh sometimes they're there sometimes they're not it just depends on and i that specifically is like an earth-based plasma type energy in movement that we're that that we've remote viewed before so so it's like to discern what these are you have to use a different um you have to use your spidey senses as well as, you know, remote viewing, like put remote viewers on it. And they're all different. They're always different, different consciousnesses. I mean, we've even seen with Bigfoot, Bigfoot will utilize that type of an energy construct to construct to sort of put its consciousness into and see in other areas, see what's ahead, see what's over there, whatever. That's why some people report orbs in association with Bigfoot. And they're usually orange or red with Bigfoot. Now, the so the the Freetown State Forest has a bunch of this stuff. It can also be associated with hauntings or spirits, like some of these. I mean, we we had, you know, one of the bloodiest wars over there. Is it that these 
these specters are appearing in some of these orbs? What do you think these people over there are seeing? I, in the Freetown State Forest, it's probably nothing good. Mm. That, that's that's my take on that. I mean, didn't didn't view the orbs over there. Um, but if there's spirits involved, it's probably just a lot of very negative stuff. Those are the kinds of things that um, that can show up around people who who are possessed or whatever, right? Who can who can become possessed orbs? But they're also ones that are good and they're helpers. They're mm. beings that are helpers. Um, so I would say in the Freetown State Forest, I mean, it's going to be a mix. It literally is just going to be a mix. One orb could be this thing. The next orb could be something totally different. You know, it's really interesting. We didn't even hear this on any of the of the documentaries and or videos or, or literature that that we were looking at. But um, we found that some reports said that Ronald Reagan saw strange lights in the Freetown State Forest. Ronald Reagan? What was Ronald he doing Reagan. There? What was he doing there in the 1980s, huh? Great question. I mean, I don't know. It's Ronald Reagan. It's traveling around. But but the fact that he went through there and saw that is interesting. Yeah, I think you know? so. That's weird. Yeah. Very weird. <clears throat> so I think, uh, man, we've got a few things to talk about here. But the the UFO, uh, the UFOs that, that were over there, um, there were a couple of, I think they were radio jockeys that were driving through. Bridgewater or the Bridgewater area, excuse me, I should say. And they ended up they ended up seeing a massive UFO that flew they were coming over. back from the dog track. They were coming back from the dog track. That's right. They were reporting down there. <laughs> the dog um, track. Yeah. So it was um so WHDH funny. radio reporters Jerry Lopes and Steve Sabraccia. I guess that's how you pronounce that. And they reported witnessing probably the most famous sighting down there, which was this strange UFO that was the shape of like, I guess you could say home plate baseball, how the home plate is is uh, is shaped. Oh, lots of lights. And it hovered really close. Like they, one of the gentlemen said that they felt like they could throw a rock and hit it and they weren't going to say anything. After they, after a couple of days and seeing all of the reports, here's Jerry Lopes. Um, you know, he, I think this gentleman actually said that he was a part of the military at some point, Air Force or something, and that he had never seen anything like this, like this was not one of our own. And um, so after a few days, more reports came out of people that had seen the same thing across multiple different towns in the area. They felt more comfortable coming out and talking about it because, you know, no one wants to look crazy by saying they looked up in the sky and saw a gigantic ship that had really bright lights that were that were hovering over the area for a while right and then i think well i'll tell you we we viewed this one um we viewed this one but i think also it um it was it was the size i think the guy said it was like three three, three football like, fields three football fields like or three airplanes three boeings yeah, or something yeah. and so the thing was massive um, and then there was there were other sightings of the same thing uh, after this too in the same area by other people. So it's it's legit as far as the sighting goes. It's legit. Now, do you think that this was military, or do you think that this was something else? Well, we viewed it. We viewed it, and um, I was also tasked on this blind as well. And um, 
what we have from this thing is that, okay, so the thing was really thin. It was very black, very thin and very black. There was all this like radio frequency, radio communication, like sound coming out of the thing, like, and it was um, moving through an area, actually coming out of an area that was very watery and very brushy. So it was like literally coming out of the area. And what was around it, what was around it as it was coming out was this like kind of pink, purple, gelatinous type cloud. Wow, weird. And you can see that there's like lights on here in this right. particular image that Lindsay's pulled up is like pink or a red and a purple. Right, right. So it was coming out of, so it was like described as coming out of this like, like dimensional construct where it was coming from another dimension. It wasn't like something that was um, uh, purely existing in 3D reality. It would come out of it and then go back into a different dimension. And it was drone. It was, it was like a drone. It was like non, it was not piloted by anything. So, so potentially so sent over here by, by some something. Other, some other realm. Yeah, some other realm. Um, the, the beings around this thing weren't, were, they weren't in it. There were no beings in it at all. Um, but they were looking for something because they had the lights on and the lights were going all around and looking down. I mean, what was it looking for? You think? Well, like, like any, like any, like different civilization that comes and interacts with ours, it's going to vary, but for the most part, it's going to be, they usually look for mineral based areas, like things that they can take from a mineral perspective. And you think about like, if you live in a parallel dimension or some other realm, and you find access to this realm, a lot of the stuff that you're going to look for is going to be stuff that's unique to here that you can use over there. And we see over and over again in these types of taskings that there are beings that are coming here through these things that are looking specifically for minerals, for minerals. Like that's a lot of what happens. Water, water as well, and any kind of resources, but, but typically minerals. In fact, like when we were looking at Joshua tree, I did a lot of, I used to go out to Joshua tree a lot because there was some weird phenomena happening out there. Most like what we found out with the data is that <clears throat> most of the phenomena does not occur where the, all of like the crazy looking rocks are. Most of the weird alien stuff doesn't happen there. It happens like on this lower level area of the park that nobody goes to where what you have <clears throat> are these um, mountains and in the mountains are old mines that humans have abandoned because they can't extract any more minerals. So what we often see like there is that these beings will set up in the old mines that human created because they have ways to extract the minerals that humans don't. So they're just mm -hmm. like, you know, finishing, finishing the job. It's like so common. So, so common in our data. It's unbelievable. So yeah, it's the same thing with these guys. They're looking for resources. They're exploring. They're, you know, who knows when you come from a parallel dimension, another reality, what their understanding would be and what they would be looking for. I mean, <clears throat> they could be looking for very, very, very specific things that we wouldn't even know about that have an energy signature that we couldn't even read. You know, it's too bad that the aliens or these beings from another dimension, these extra dimensional beings don't find the people of Taunton as the resource that they're trying to abduct. Taunton, Taunton. Yeah. Taunton. Yeah. Taunton. Yeah. 
They're a wild group out there in Taunton. Be careful. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah, that's fa- so that's fascinating. So I think um so we've got a we've got some kind of drone that's looking for for a type of resource or something. And I mean okay, now this is what? This was in 1979 or something like that. Yeah. 75, 79. Um obviously it was a lot easier for them to do that. 79, right? It was yeah, a lot easier for them to do that in the seventies. Well, it was. Think about it. I mean, dude, how many, how many sightings do we have of UFOs between 60, 60, 65 and 80? So many. And, and I want, you know, obviously now with everybody who has an iPhone, it's, it's a weird, it's like, there's a different kind of difficulty today. You can get a video of something exactly like you saw it, and people will be like, "It's fake." It's, you know, it's a uh, blurry so- photo, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing!" Yeah, yeah, or yeah, that's like it's a strange thing. But but yeah. anyway, for the most part, very difficult for people to take photos of things. All you have is someone's word and and a multiple right. multiple encounters of that thing. Um, but we we don't see or we don't hear of these types of things. It doesn't seem quite as much like they get repressed very quickly or whatever. But this this UFO um, and, and, you know, this wasn't the only sighting. This was just the one that we mentioned was the most famous. And there were multiple sightings of a similar nature in that area. And I find that interesting just because it's such a populated area where obviously people are going to see that stuff, you know, and. I mean, here you go. Like everybody's still talking about it to this day. And it's, it happens to be in Bridgewater, the exact place right. all of the strange stuff is going on. Well, that's, I mean, you know, it's really, it's just, it's, it's like what we said, or, you know, what I pointed to in the first episode, it's, it's, you've got basically a massive portal there. The veils are thin there because of the earth energies, because of um, all of that movement of water, granite, et cetera, et cetera, is ley lines, telluric energy. It's just, it's just creating rifts in, in, in realities. Look, I think that I honestly think that we live in a much stranger world than we give credit for. <laughs> yes. Totally agree with you. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it sounds outlandish and ridiculous what I'm saying, but we live amongst other realities. Like there are more of those beings around me right now than there are humans around me. They're around. There are, there are more of them out there than us in general that are that can perceive us because they exist in another dimension, in another reality. So all the things that happen to a person throughout the day or when you're going into hypnagogic zone when you're going to sleep and you see people, faces, things passing you, what do you think those are? Yeah. Those is are other really, beings. Yeah. Is it really just your imagination? Exactly. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. So we just don't recognize it. We don't put the, the pieces together. The only way you put the pieces together is if you are in really digging into it from remote viewing or whatever other sort of methodology you're using to dig into it with, and then beginning to trust what it is you're perceiving, as well as working with other people with it. Then you really truly understand that. Even if you're in the middle of the forest all alone, nah, you're not alone. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, that's a scary thing to think about, actually. Yeah. Or a pretty cool thing, depending on how you look at it. But speaking of uh, these forests, there is a so there is this one road that cuts through. I think it is the Freetown State Forest, right? 
and it is uh it, it's called the uh, the road is called Capacut Road. Now, what's strange about this road is there seems to be a mad ghost trucker that runs people off of the road on Capacut Road. Oh, that mad ghost trucker. Ah, man. It's a great story, though. I mean, mad ghost trucker strikes again. You can imagine being at the road and be like, yeah, don't go down Capacut, bro. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're going to get run off the road with that. It's got a mad ghost trucker over there. Yeah, Um, it's Copacut. Copacut. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. The mad ghost trucker. I, how many people have seen this thing? Is this like commonly reported? Is this like? Well, yeah, it is actually. So that's what's strange is, you know, there could be some embellishment here, but there are actually like a combination of accounts of headlights appearing behind a car, angrily approaching and then running cars off of the road. Uh, I think one of the one of the accounts that I heard um, was, you know, that this one gentleman he he's driving in his car he sees these these headlights in his rearview mirror he he pulls over because it's approaching really fast he pulls over no one else in the car there's other people in the car they don't they're like why'd you pull over and he's like well i gotta let this guy pass and then he sees the the lights behind him disappear as it's about to go by and there's nothing there no one else saw anything and he was just like i can't explain it i don't know what know what i saw they could, they could be orbs, you know, orbs will do weird stuff like that. Yeah, but true. But, but headlights are a very specific thing, John. Right? Yeah, but like, you know what? Two headlights coming at you really fast. The Are the orbs like, you know what I mean? I mean, well, has, has anyone seen the rest of the car or just the lights? Orbs could like, like beings that like, especially if you get into an area where there's, you know, some darker interdimensional beings that you know are in the area they're gonna like they can they'll mess with humans i would like be like i would be thinking who who has seen the form of the truck has anybody seen the form of the truck or are they just lights because these guys will even mimic airplanes they'll literally like be doing all this stuff like weird things that airplanes can't do and then all of a sudden it's like they'll even make the sound of an airplane. They'll like turn into like normal airplane blinking lights and you'll hear a sound. They will literally mimic human machinery. They will literally mimic it. I'm telling you, this is the, the world of John Keel high strangeness. You know, this is where you get into like mind bending, like what the heck are these things? Trickster, trickster <laughs> phenomena. Right, you know? right. And I can see like these crazy orb things running people off roads. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, people, people, it is interesting. Like I, I, it's, a, it's a really fun story, yeah. you know, like where'd the truck come from? How did it, how did it get here? You know, like all of that stuff. And, and the fact that it's like multiple people seeing two lights just come at you like that over and over again. It's very, it's a very strange type. Well, we're of... gonna have to take a drive on that road. Oh, we're absolutely. We're gonna go. We're gonna go forerunning over there. <laughs> see if we see anything. Oh, uh, it's man, a, yeah, it's bizarre, and and it's this one road, this Copacut Copacut Road that that people tend to find this stuff. You know, and and I mean, people go down there late at night. They're drinking. You know having a good time because the because the road is known for this type of thing right um yeah and then and and so then the stories just kind of perk like you know they they spread and 
here we are wondering if there's a mad trucker on Copacut Road, right? Oh, I like the mad trucker idea. I think that's awesome. It's fun. <clears throat> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what well, you know, what is that really? You know, how much of this is embellishment and how much of this is actually right. like people experiencing stuff, weird phenomena, right? Right. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, man, the orbs can be silly. They can yeah. be silly. Sounds like it. Yeah. And then even stranger than that is this this uh, like redheaded hitchhiker, you know, yeah. so there, there is a reportedly a redheaded hitchhiker. Um, and the stories basically are of a curly haired redheaded hitchhiker appearing on Route 44, specifically Route 44, seen along the boundary of Seekonk and Rehoboth. Um, so what's the deal with this guy? Like, is is there are there like is there a past account of a uh, somebody dying that looked like this or nobody's got anything on that? Nobody's really got anything too solid uh, on this, but the accounts seem to corroborate a similar thing, which is a sort of a farmer wearing denim and a flannel, like a long beard. And he's appearing, he's not only appearing on the street or whatever, but he'll, if like, for instance, if there's three people in the car and the passenger side seat is empty, you'll look over and he's there. These are some of the accounts, which is super creepy, right? So stories of him appearing in cars, manipulating radios, etc. Some attached, you know, some common urban legends to the story. So now people say if you honk three times or turn your lights on and off, or if you're driving with three people, he'll appear in the fourth seat, just as I just said. Right. Now that's just a rumor, not an actual account. Yeah. Um, but there's rarely a real story about this ghost, but one person who would not go on the record told an investigator they saw someone's face appear on their windshield. Like it was, it was exactly the redheaded really? trucker face. Like he looked over for a sec, looked back. There's this red headed hitchhiker appearing in the windshield and then, you know, went away. It's hard to say, like, if this is um, a residual, because look, you know, you're going to have a, uh, there's so much energy there. Like previous episodes, we've talked about this residual energy being like replayed like a record player in zones like this, you know? Um, so it's hard to say based off of what's going on with people, if this is residual or intelligent, but see if it's intelligent, like these things, like because of the amount of weird stuff that happens there on the specter side, the intelligent stuff is, is gotta be drawing energy from somewhere. Right. I mean, in order to keep itself in that zone or it's, or it is literally just things that are mimicking humans right to mess with humans which like in the case of the the truck i mean that's like honestly i swear it's probably i think it's orbs personally as, as opposed to like a, a human mad trucker i think it's orbs that are messing with humans i think there's a lot of weird messing with humans here there's some somebody's getting off on it hmm. you know what's also strange is how much of this could be the tulpa effect which is basically yeah, you know right. because these stories keep circulating and people right are giving this thing energy, 
you know, is there, is there a certain amount of that that's going into actually recreating this stuff and, right. and making it more well, that's real? That's a really interesting idea. That's a really interesting idea for there too, because of the huge amount of energy that we've seen in remote viewing. It's like, what is it? Like, do people even realize how strong their collective thoughts are to create this? Well, yeah. and it's not just one person, right? It's like, we're yeah. talking about thousands, maybe even hundreds right. of thousands of people all circulating these stories, just like Slenderman, right? Like you, you get this one story out there or this one report, and then it just goes haywire and people are starting to see this like. And the phenomena increases because it's the Tulpa effect. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. I think and I mean, if you think about it, like what, what, we've got to maybe have an even entire show on these, on these ghostly hitchhikers these hitchhikers that appear or have appeared and all the accounts of them, there is a gigantic amount of accounts of hitchhiking, of hitchhiking ghosts. Huge amount. Yeah. Where they literally like people will have someone in their car for a period of time. And the right, dude disappears. Like, right. Exactly. Like what that, that is. That all about? Yeah. I mean, imagine experiencing that, like the, the feelings that you'd have, you literally let someone into the car, you drive them somewhere and they they're about to get out of the car. They look over at you and they disappear in front of you. Like, imagine that. Like I would be, yeah. I would just be like, uh, <laughs> like who do you, who would you even tell, you know, like who's going to believe that that happened? It was large Marge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Large Marge blast from the past. Yeah. What was that in Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, I think it was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. That's funny. Okay, so what one one other strange phenomena that seems to have like like some some juice behind it. <laughs> there she is, Large Marge. Man, she was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost trucker herself from yeah. our our pop culture. Yeah. So um uh, strange story is the lady of the ledge. Okay. So now this is at as Asanet ledge. Is that how you pronounce it? Asanet, Asanet. I don't know. Anyway. So the lady of the ledge, basically the legend says that a woman, um, waited there for her lover who never showed. So she killed herself by jumping off of the ledge. Now people report seeing a ghostly woman in white in the area that some accounts have seen her jump off. To me, this so, feels like a recording. Yeah, me too. Me too. So one of those ghosts, go, uh, ghost encounters that is like a recording of something that, that, that replays, but then still has enough consciousness to interact. I mean, right. what was that one account that we heard of um, there being this old museum uh, school school classroom where someone went over to the classroom to look in and they saw a, a woman teaching a bunch of children. They were all dressed up in like uh, old, old clothes from, from like the seven, 1700s, 1800s. Um, she went over to try to enter because she thought it was a, an actual reenactment, like a museum. She opens the oh, door, man. the teacher looks up at her and then everybody disappears slowly. And they were, just Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. There was in Rehoboth, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a strange one, and I mean this this happened in that general area, and um, lots of right. lots of ghost encounters. The, the, here it is. You know, right 
I remember you remember the one detective that you were talking about that was shut down on the uh, Al Alan Alves Alves. Yeah, Alves. OK, so I was listening to him talk about a story on the cliff. So he said that that cliff where the lady of the ledge jumped off into the water there. Um, apparently he, they would go check for bodies in that lake uh, very, very frequently. And on the bottom of the lake, he said, there's just like lots of cars that people have just like tossed off the cliff as well as bodies. There's just like a body, like people die in there all the time. And he said, I, this is really creepy coming from a detective, but he literally said, I don't like going there because every time I go on that cliff, I feel like I need to jump off of it. Like something is trying to make me jump off of that cliff. That freaked me out. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, there's something, something's going on there, clearly. Yeah, something's going on. I think you have dark beings there that are trying to push people to do things they wouldn't normally do. Because, like, you'd have to be very intoxicated by thoughts that were not yours in order to right. actually jump off of a cliff and, right. and lose your life. Right. Right. That, that's like, that's that. What is that? That's some type of energy. It's a type of possession. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and people getting possessed in that, on that. Cliff. Right? Did you see that one video of the guy getting possessed? Yeah. Yeah. There was, was a, a video woman. of a guy. Was his a woman friends are like possessed. trying to hold him down. It was a woman. She's a getting woman. possessed, and the guy comes over and tackles her to the ground. Doesn't want her to jump off. Obviously, jump off right. the cliff. And he's yelling at her, "Leave this body. It's not your own." <laughs> that was very quick bad. thinking there, guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the woman is making the most bizarre noises, like yeah. like noises that are not human noises to make. And some people thought that she was, I don't know, this is where it kind of got weird, is they're like, I think she was possessed by a puck wudgie. And I was like, that's something, <laughs> like that's some type of strange, you know, strangeness going on there. I don't uh, know that it was a puck wudgie trying to make you jump off of the, anyway, we'll get into puck wudgies in the yeah, next <laughs> But yeah, that that was that totally bizarre. Now there's a guy named um, John John Brightman from from New England Paranormal Research Group. He said he broke down in tears atop the ledge. Later realizing a spirit had told him to jump or leave. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. I don't know. Kind of want to go. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in the, uh, there's no way any spear is going to make me jump. Like that's just going to make me laugh. You know, you say that now, you say <laughs> that now. John's going to yeah, put famous it. last words. Everybody just write that down in your little like notebooks here. John, okay? John's going to look over to me and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to like take Rob over there. I'm going to sit in the car and we're just going to watch yeah. him. And then, and then you're going to roll down Let's your window. Win this bet. Yeah. You're going to roll down the window. You're going to be like, remember that story I told you remember about the serial killer I, I viewed. Exactly. I am the serial killer. <laughs> gonna drive me off the cliff. <laughs> so in the in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary, um, they showed a, a video of a that woman of the that got possessed. That was like, I just think that was like the craziest thing that we had seen, probably yeah. from the ledge. Yeah, you know, and the story from Alan Alves too. I mean, that was you know that was crazy and. I think it's, you know, what I thought was also interesting is because we were watching different accounts of different people 
And they were saying that like the entire area would change if they were just having positive thoughts, you know? Right. And, yeah. It's like, you, you really have to go into these things really prepared in your mind. Right. You well, they, they, they'll, they'll amplify. So they'll, I, I, I tend to believe that a lot of what happens in these zones, and it's good you bring that up is that these zones, when they have a lot of energy, you're, you're, the way you are, your being, the way you're thinking, your attitude is going to get amplified, absolutely amplified, and then reflected back at you. So it's like some of these people that jump off the cliff or hear the voice to jump off the cliff, what are they thinking about when they go there? I don't want to jump off the cliff. I don't want to jump off the cliff. I don't yeah. want to jump off the cliff, right? I mean, what that's what they're putting out. People don't realize their thoughts are energetic forms and this stuff is going to reflect it back at you. As yeah. Well. You know, that's exactly why the, the, the voices in my head would never work. Cause I'd go there thinking about the right. ham sandwich I just ate. Exactly. And then the, the spirits are going to be like, this guy's thinking about a ham sandwich with mustard. Yeah, on forget it. about it. <laughs> I know. I know, man. So I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, but it's strange, you know, that the, like there's all these all these uh, I mean, the, these these strange paranormal activity, I guess, is what you could call it when we when we're talking about. I mean, the very three very different strange stories, a redheaded hitchhiker with curly hair. So specific, a, tr a mad truck driver, large Marge that drives you off the road and then you've got you know the the lady in white that's kind right. of like encouraging you somehow or that some spirit encouraging you to jump off of a cliff yeah. in freak out again like if you really st i mean we're on episode 3 here we've gone through so much weird activity that's happening in this area and we're not even we're we're like we're we're 3 quarters through it basically right you know? right you know what would be interesting to do actually is is find out because i i don't think this phenomena is just like stuck in the zone of the triangle. I, I, I mean, you know, the triangle is a, a spiritual metaphysical construct in general, you know, sacred geometry and stuff. And it's interesting that people put these in the form of a triangle, but it's really just a blob. It's really just a blob because wherever that earth energy is flowing is where these things are going to be happening. And so what is it like, what, what do the residents, the locals see? What, what's going on with the locals? You know, cause you, you get just people from the outside going into these forested areas and you don't have a, too much talk on what the locals, locals are seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. It's just that most of those accounts are the local people in the, the area. Like it's a, these are, these towns, it may be difficult for people that aren't from the New England area really to understand. Oh, this. wait, no, there is that one guy. Yeah, it's like the these Pukwudgie. are all these guys are these are townies, basically, that right. like that are are trying to research and figure out what's going on because, you know, their mother's sister's brother's uncle told a right. story. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're. They're they're experiencing and then some of them are experiencing these things themselves, finding the people that are talking about it, that are more passionate about it. And then it's spreading in a passionate way that only New Englanders can kind of spread stuff. Right. Um, so it, it is like it, it is local. It's not just like random. Like, I do think some of the people that I was looking at and I was researching, I kind of felt like. 
the there's some fame that they're probably looking for from this. You know, not all of them. You know, a small percentage of them. Some of them, I just seemed like they were telling the story as they saw, right? Right. But obviously, some of them were a little bit too excited about it and and didn't seem extremely genuine. But I'm right. not going to bring up any names. It's you can watch for yourself and judge. Right. But I do think that this is a the, what makes this so interesting. Again, is the is the local nature of these stories that. This is your this is the stories that are coming out of your your town pub that we're hearing see, almost yeah. directly, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think what makes this interesting too is that um people are seem to be more willing to talk about this um instead of hiding it, instead of not talking about it. The Northeast spirit. Right. Because when you get to more West Coast areas, people won't talk about it. They just won't talk about it. But the Northeast, there's something. I guess they just are themselves and what their experiences are. They're going to say what's in your mind. What's in your mind is what's coming out of your mouth, whether other people like it or not. It's a, it is a thing there. Now, of course there's different levels of that, but the more that you get into these like towns and the more alcohol people have had, the more likely they are to bring this stuff up and just really let loose. You know, they will tell you exactly what they think. Right. Yeah. First time in New York, walk into a pizza shop right when I walk in, what do you want? What do you want? What? Like, and I'm just like, like, stop! I just walked in, like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like they're almost accusing you of being rude for not telling them. Exactly yeah. right. I like just want- literally walked in. Man, give me a moment. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like yeah. that. But as I appreciate it. There was a place like that I used to live right near uh, called Pizza Suprema. It was like probably one of the best, considered one of the better slices in New York City, right? Right on 8th Avenue and uh, right near uh, the New Yorker where Tesla used to live. Oh, yeah. Right near there. And uh, man, it was funny going in there. You go in there with a bunch of guys and the guys behind the counter. The stuff they would say was just like out of control, you know, (laughs) They're like really just they're they're giving you a slice of pizza and then you know maybe calling a hit on you. <laughs> no, you didn't know what you were gonna leave with or whether you would leave with your life. You know, oh, man. no, I'm just, I'm exaggerating, but it's like yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's really funny, it. you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is true. All right, well, anyway, you guys, we're gonna wrap this episode up now. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode and um, our conversations about Large March. In our next episode, we are going to hit probably what some of you have been waiting for, which is that all the strange creatures that have been seen in the Bridgewater Triangle area. And when we talk about sightings, we're talking about some of the usual suspects like Bigfoot, but we're going to be getting into Thunderbirds, giant cats, huge snakes, and and the strangest of all, something you may not have heard of, which is the Native American lore creature called the Pukwudgie. And John has a lot of juice on that, apparently. And he's going to tell us more about what he and his team of remote viewers saw when they were looking into this entire thing. You're not going to want to miss that. So stay tuned for episode four. Hope you thought this episode was as out of this world as we did.